world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, <laughs> Dave Daubenmeyer. Sorry for the hacking in your ear there. And come on, and I say this all the time, you know, I... <laughs> I got a gravelly, I got a coach's voice. I got a gravelly voice, right? And evidently, every once in a while, some mud gets stuck, caught in my larynx, and it doesn't really get loosened up till I start talking. So I've been up for about an hour and a half. I haven't said a word to anybody till Michelle slept in a little bit today, and she got up. And, so as soon as I start getting those vocal cords gone, then I got to cough a little bit. Sorry to hack in your ear like that. I, I went to, my mom took me to uh, a voice doc, throat doctor back, I don't know if I was in college, because I was always kind of hoarse. Uh, and uh, he said, I had chronic laryngitis. That guy just yells too much, even as, even as a young guy, right? So it is what it is. And sorry if I uh, constantly hacking in your, in your throat. Uh, tried to do my best not to be able to do that. So uh, got some good stuff for you today. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. I, you know, I get one of the, one of the uh, I want you to know this. I really get up in the morning and I try to make this show. I, I tried to hear the Holy Spirit and do what it is that he'd have me to do. Cause I always got a lot of different things that I'd like to do. And I get all kinds of information, uh, uh, emails and things for you folks saying, Hey coach, have this guest on, have this guest on, have this guest on. And this sounds really, really crazy. I, I'm really careful with that. Not because uh, I don't want to introduce new people, new things, but there's a different dynamic when there's a guest on, especially if I, you know, I'm not, I don't really know, know much about it. And so uh, I appreciate all the heads up that you guys send me and the, and the videos. I, I try to look at every, everything. I do. I really do try to look at everything, try to decide whether or not it's appropriate or not. So, <clears throat> excuse me, there's that, there's that the larynx or whatever thing trying to get on me. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of crazy stuff going on. <clears throat> excuse me. I try to make a show that in some way kind of blends together with what we've been talking about, right? And a lot of times we change. Boy, we really change. I get some i got some good stuff I want to share with you today. Uh, Silver's doing better. In fact, Craig, God bless Craig Mickle. Craig Mickle has put together a, a, Craig, maybe you want to come in and talk about that, a Give, Send, Go page for Joe Silver particularly. So go ahead and click on that a second. Craig, if you're out there, jump in here with us real quick and tell everybody what you got going on there. <clears throat> Is he out there? So I'm just assuming uh, yeah, he's Yeah, I'm, I'm out here, Coach. I'm just, just working here. Um, so yeah, the page is up, and um, the one problem I'm having with it is if you go to the Give Send Go, and you type Joseph Farrell in, it's not coming up right now. But I did send you that link, and what it is is put the link in the chat, Spence. Link in the chat, please. Go ahead. What we did is uh, I talked with Jamie, and I said, you know, you're, you're traveling, you're eating out, and all this. I said, uh, you know, if you were to get twelve hundred dollars a month, would that help? Kind of cover your extra expenses, and she said yes. I mean, there might be something down the road. We can we can update it, but but basically, you can go there. You can donate it through uh, debit card, charge card. You can see how it, how much money is being raised that month, and all that kind of stuff. You can write little well wishes or whatever. So it's a, it's a nice uh, it's a nice platform. Uh, Kevin Kevin gave me heads up on that. So, anyways, so it's, it's up a, and running. My, ready, my to, math is ready. My my math isn't real good, but that's sixty of us giving twenty bucks a month, isn't it? Isn't that twelve hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, <clears> yeah, that's about right. So, so anyways, uh, it gives you you know you can just do it. Uh, also, some of their I, I don't think and- I don't think folks I don't think Silver has a lot of medical bills because it's VA I think, but uh, right. you know he's going to have some uh, some bills getting well and all that all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. So try to help our brother out here if we can. You can do it there. You, I mean, you, some of you just already direct sending money. We appreciate it. Hey, listen. Uh, also, keep in mind uh, our buddy Mark Mattingly. Mark Mark's praying for a uh, he needs kidney, and uh, you know trying to get a match and all that. And he has to have dialysis, and you know he hadn't been able to work, and it's just 
And we, I, once I start down that road of people that are having problems, man, and see, that's what grieves me about the whole modern Christianity. Bring up Malachi. Can you do that real quick? Bring up Malachi. Uh, Dale, where is that tithing? Where is that? Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Because I want, I, uh, I, this is, this is kind of, this is prompting the Holy Spirit, all right? <clears throat> and all the chapter, ties in the court. Matthew, Matthew chapter, I'm sorry, Malachi chapter 3, about verse 10. Okay, Malachi chapter 3. Go down there because I want, I want to show something. You can argue with me all you want to, okay? This is the way I see it. For here it is. Well, man robbed God, verse 8, it says, yet you've robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed you? And he says, one ties and offerings. You're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. Now, I'm going to stop right there. I don't know about, I, I don't know whether, I don't want to get in this debate. But I'm not sure that uh, tithing is a New Testament. It's Old Testament, right? I believe giving. Michelle and I, we tithe, from the time we got saved, Michelle and I tithed. We tithed the church. And I saw the church, uh, I'll get you there in a second, Dale. I saw the church take uh, take the money we gave and give the church salaries and pave parking lots and 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 uh, carpets, and padded pews. It says right here, bring all the tithes in the storehouse that there might be meat. Meat. Now, folks, it doesn't say carpet. It might be carpet in my house. It might be carpet or blacktop in my parking lot. It doesn't say that. Because at that point, the whole idea, which is what we try to do here, I think, what I try to do, this storehouse, when you guys make offerings to Pass Assault Ministries, I wouldn't call those tithes. You're, you're giving money here because why? We're a storehouse. What if the church was a, really a storehouse? And when money came in, people, instead of people having to go to, I mean, come on, can I tell you the truth? Most people, when they go to, go to uh, our system is so screwed up that most people, when they come to the church for help, where does the church send them? Does anybody know where the church sends them? To huh? the food pantry. Well, okay, well, that's true. I didn't even think that to the food pantry. That's not where they send them. They the send government. them to the government. Well, have you gone down and have you filled out welfare payments? And have you gone down there and you fill out? Huh? There's all kinds of aid to the poor. That's not, Folks, that's not what this is talking about. See, we are cursed with a curse because we have robbed God. We have taken God's provision and given it to the government. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. And that's what we try to do here. That's what we're living out here. We are bringing this tithe. And maybe, I don't want to call this a storehouse, but you guys are tithing to who? To silver. Why? Because he needs meat. He needs Ooh. meat. We shouldn't say, hey, Joe, go to the VA. Uh, go, go, the VA will feed you, Joe. Hey, hey, Joe, here's a, here's a welfare card. How do, how, do, how do we ever get into this mess? How do we ever get into this? Now, let, look at me. I believe in consistent giving. I believe that you should give where you're fed. Now, most mm-hmm. pastors, I don't hate to use that term, most pastors. Modern evangelical pastors use that to try to guilt trip you into giving. Right? So if you're getting fed here, I, we don't. I don't give you a bill. If you get fed here, I don't give you a bill. But remember who fed you. I, I don't play that game. I don't play that game. Money comes in here. Money goes out from here. You can check all of our 1099s, whatever those things are online. Money comes in. Money goes out. It's the way it's supposed to operate. With the exception of the pond, which is a direct result of a big gift that was given uh, to Pass Assault Ministries. We're not, we're not putting money into buildings. and, and <laughs> We don't do that. We don't do that, all right? We don't do that. And so uh, at the same token, we get a lot of people. I don't know why I'm on this, but let me, let me, write, finish, let me finish this, right, this lap. Um, we have a lot of people who appeal to us for help, and we're here to help. I'm going to tell you this, though. Some of you appeal to help for help here. You ain't given a dime. You haven't ever given a dime. You just come in out of nowhere, say, boy, I got a financial need. Can I come in here? I say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll help you. I'll help you once or twice. I'll help you once or twice. But are you ever going to replenish it? Are you ever going to put some money back in there for the next person that needs it? See, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So we want to help people here. We want to help our family here. 
We want to help Joe. We want to help Mark Mattingly. We want whoever it is that needs help. We want, we want to help. That's what we're supposed to do. You get it, don't you? I know you guys get it. And we shouldn't have to go outside this family right here to get the, get the support that we need. We buy trucks. We buy food. We pay apartment bills. We pay. You guys, you guys don't know this stuff goes on behind the scenes. We do that here. So uh, I want to be very, very specific that I feel I have an obligation to help Joe. He's my brother. He's my brother. And I would love for you guys to participate in helping him as well. And as you do that, the same age that you give, it shall be given unto you, heaped up, pressed down, running over. That's what it says. That's what it says right there. So I don't want to kill the whole thing of tithing, but that's what I think. Look, every one of you out there, you ought to be given somewhere. You ought to be giving somewhere. If you're, hey, if you're just sitting around eating off the food in the house, we call that a freeloader. And I don't think the Lord likes that. Dale's got his hand up. You've made so many excellent points, you know, and the thing is, is because you're awkward to ask is because that's not your, that's not what you do with it. That's exactly it. Because see that whole thing on Malachi, I believe it's, it's the, it's the depiction between duty and desire. See, the tithe was this dutiful thing, but the offering, see, nobody wants to talk about that offering. The offering shows really the desires of the heart. And brother, let me tell you what, when, when you're sowing like you do, you never have to worry about it. I've never asked for an offering in my church. I don't have to, you know why? Because we'll pay people's electric bills. We'll buy people vehicles right in our own little church, do the same thing. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. See the government, you said something else too. You say people draw from you, but then they never replenish. You know, the government got it better. You know, that's what FEMA is all about. FEMA is about a melting pot. You pay into flood insurance, and then when you need it, guess what? You get to draw out of it. But if you don't have it, guess what? You don't get to draw out of it. See, that's, but it is a desire thing where your heart is. It's a desire. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a duty. Hey, Amen. do you love your wife out of duty or desire, coach? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it makes my heart beat fast, right? That's right. Right. So listen, I want you guys to know this too, and all confidence, I want you to know this. Uh, I can check who gives. I don't. I don't do that. I don't do that on purpose. I really don't, because I don't want to be influenced by the fact to say, "Well, he's he's been he's kissing Dale's butt because Dale's giving him money." You know, some of you are doing that, right? So I don't even check to see who does. I want, I want you to know that. If you hey, look, I ain't no dummy. If you send a thousand dollars check in the mail, I open the mail. I see that, right? But I don't go along and say, "Well, wait a minute. Uh, can we can we help out here, uh, Mike? Has Mike ever given?" To, no, I don't I don't do that. But you know whether you have or not. You know whether you have. And I would say this: nobody, uh, you give according to your need, right? I don't believe anybody. I'm, I'm just going to say this. This is a strong word. Shame on you. Shame on you if you've never put any money into this pot. Shame on you. Boom. Shame on you. How many shows? One thousand. 816 of them, and some of you have never put a dime in. That's shame on you. Because why? As we sit here right now, there are people in need, and we can help those people in need. Yeah, we have expenses here. No, I'm not getting rich. No, I don't take a big salary here. No, no. Anyway, I don't, praise the Lord. You guys know where I'm coming from on that. People need help. We want to be able to help them. Should never have to look at it. Number two, uh, let me, God, I got a lot of stuff here. I'm sorry. Uh, JR's show, pull that up, number two. J.R. Harrison does a, a show every Saturday morning, been faithfully doing it for a long time. And J.R. needs some help on Rumble. J.R., I'm not going to take the time to play your show here. But if you look here, folks, put this in the chat. J.R. has 101 followers on Rumble. 100. He's trying to get those numbers up. So if you could, put it in the chat, go to JR's channel and click on follow, and that, that'll kick his number up, okay? Plus, he's got a good show, good stuff. And I, I want to encourage those of you who are out there, man, don't ever measure the effectiveness of your ministry on numbers. If you get into that game, like I, like I started out here at the beginning of the show, people were saying, our numbers aren't going up. I don't care if our numbers are going up. Because you know why? Our impact is. <laughs> our impact's gone up. Huh? Yeah. So, so that's what I look at. I, I look at the impact. I don't look at the numbers. A lot of them just hanging on out there, right? 
someone getting sued, getting their back scratched in the morning and going out and doing anything. But we're, we're having we're having great impacts. So if you could just click on Jr's show and give him a give him a follow there, whatever that that is. Tim Tubra, hang on, gone somewhere. Tim Tubra, you say who's he? Oh yeah, yeah, Tim Tubra. Tim lives clear out there on the West Coast, out in Oregon. We went out there a couple three years ago. His wife introduced me in the best bath soap I'd ever had, big bar soap. Anyway, Tim's been out there listening, but it's kind of come back in, getting up early in the morning, coming back in, and I he's going to tomorrow. Tim's going to make a presentation to us. Hey, Tim, are you are you hanging in out there, Tim? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, Tim, tell what tell everybody what you're going to talk about there tomorrow. We're going to we're going to go over Romans. We're going to talk about justification, imputation, because the average Christian doesn't have a clue what happened to them when they got born again. So they're lacking power, they're lacking excitement, and most of all, power to evangelize. And so Tim and, is going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. Well, and, and to walk knowing that they can walk daily in the power of the Holy Spirit without sin. The average Christian doesn't have a clue how to go every single day without sin. Amen. <laughs> it's going to be good. So tomorrow, Tim's going. Tim's out in in Oregon, believe it or not. Anybody could actually even live out there. He does, and he's it's like 4 in the morning out there. And he's going to get up, and he's going to do this, share this with us tomorrow. And he's got an interesting story. Hey, Tim, take take three minutes. Folks, this is bizarre, okay? Uh, Tim almost cut off his own arm. He almost cut off his own arm. And as a result of, believe it or not, uh, Tim, I'm not, I hope I'm not giving up any confidence here. This is fascinating to me. That he went in, he went into, well, Tim, tell the story real quick. Give us, uh, instead of a month long version, give us a five minute version of what the heck happened to you. Well, I went in to help a lady from uh, a church. Tim's a former pastor, by the way. He's a former pastor that gave up on that rigmarole and all that game and all that stuff. He's still a pastor. He's still a man of God. He's still servicing people, but he's not in the pulpit pastor anymore. Go ahead, Tim. Well, I went to go help this uh, lady from another church who husband had passed away, and she had a uh, room she was renting out to somebody. She needed some construction done, some trim put up, some other stuff, and another guy from the church and I were helping other people do that kind of work. Anyway, I went in to help her. I was doing some construction. She said, can you help me in this other bedroom? Well, her renter was in there and we walked in there and it was super smoky, cloudy. And she was, I told you not to burn that incense in here this thick. I walked in there and it was super thick. And I was looking around at uh, what the, the price and that kind of stuff to help her out. Anyway, I went back in to finish up this other room with the chop saw put some trim down chop saw the, folks a chop saw i don't know if you guys know what that is it's a real saw chop saw goes in with a chop saw in this smoky room go ahead tim so i went back in to cut a piece of wood and i looked down and i thought my wrist my arm was part of the wood i was getting ready to cut i didn't know where i was at didn't know what was going on so i pulled the chop saw down and hit my wrist <clears throat> cut through my wrist and cut all my tendons all the way down. So you're in there, and all of a sudden you're in the midst of all this smoke, and all of a sudden you think, what the heck, where am I, what's going on? And you literally take the saw and saw your own wrist. Exactly. And Cut all the, cut all the tendons. Cut tendons, had to go up to emergency to a special doctor. They had to do a special surgery in my hand to replace, or excuse me, to sew back all my tendons. Well, I didn't know what happened. So I didn't know where I was at. Or it turned out that they're doing some kind of drugs in the room, and I inhaled whatever was taking place in that room. I was hiring a kite. Didn't know where I was at, what I was doing. So it was second, ultimate secondhand smoke from crack or something like that. You walked in the room, you were in there for a few minutes, you inhaled this stuff, and immediately you lost all sense of what was going on. Exactly, yeah. It was crazy. And almost, and almost cut off your own arm. Yeah, yeah. So I spent the <laughs> next five months doing physical therapy to get my fingers back, to be able to feel them and uh, – Make a fist. So I'm, I'm back to normal. You're back to normal. So Tim's going to be with us tomorrow. You're going to enjoy it, man. You're going to really, really enjoy it as he takes us a walk through Romans. What it means? What it means to be what? Tim, go through that again, brother. Go through that again. Well, one to be justified to have the imputation of Christ's righteousness to us uh, to walk without sin daily. And the average Christian doesn't believe they can walk without sin every single day because Hebrew says if you sin, right, you're going to yep. hell. So how do you have peace that passes understanding? Simply by knowing who you are in Christ. It's that simple. Amen. We just don't see it in churches anymore. I've been pastoring 35 years. 
and we just don't see it anymore. Amen. Amen. All right, Tim, we're looking forward to it. Get some sleep. So uh, tell your wife, thanks for that soap. I, I've reordered some. I mean, it's the best soap. If, folks, I went out there and I just went and got in the shower and the, I used the bar of soap in the shower. I was like, wow, I've never seen soap like this. Changed my life. I came home, went on the internet, ordered some soap. I don't even know the name of it. I just know when I got to get some, it's the soap to get it lathers you up. Not trying to grow shot. <laughs> my big belly needs a lot of, a lot of soap on it, I guess. I'm Paul. That'd be best thing. Okay, so look, let, let me let me roll here real quickly. You're all, we're all good. Let's see. Coach talked about that. Talked about that. Oh, go, let's go real quickly to the events. Coach Dave live events. Got to throw that up. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. <clears throat> March fourth, we're down in uh, uh, Pastor Neil Neil's church in Brookville, Ohio, calling all men and the families who love them. That's just a Saturday morning event. The big one we got coming up, the Kentucky Huddle Metal, Metal, Medical and Legal Truth with Pen, Tenpenny, Renz, Made, Resistance Chicks. Are you kidding me? Don't miss that thing. Through the Black with Tom Dunn. That's that next weekend. That's March 31st. And uh, the great pushback up in Wisconsin in April and more yet to come. So, friends, try to make your schedule. One of these things is close to you, near you. Try to, try to get there and uh, be part of that as well. Okay, I always forget to. I feel like I'm advertising when I'm doing it, but this kind of stuff. Folks, these things are great places to meet people. We equip you. You're not just going to walk away. Oh, I went to another conference. And you get to meet some of the people you see right in here. Cool. Next thing, we're winning. I tell you this all the time, we're winning. Pull up number five, play number five. I want you to watch what happens. What is Coach Dave always saying? Hey, hey, local. Christian men need to get involved. Local politics. We're watching everywhere now. If you watch what's going on out in Arizona with Kerry Lake and all that, uh, they the big Republican Party, the, the cabal has controlled everything, and they're beginning to fight back locally now. People are standing up and pushing back, saying, we don't care. You're lying. You're cheating, all the kind of stuff. And here's a real quick video of a county, this is from Matt Tuella, of a county that's been taken over by Christian men. What? Yes, a county reclaimed by Christian men in the community. So we have enough of these county commissioners and these folks who are on the take. We had enough of it, and we're going to run a slate of Christian candidates. And look what happened. Go ahead and play that. After reading the Dr. Lesser Magistrates, people were on fire in Lapeer County, Michigan. And men After decided to run for COVID county office. And with our state being shut down, seeing uh, most of our elected officials basically doing the opposite of what we were wanting them to do. They, they told me and everybody else that we're not going to do anything to protect you from vaccine mandates, mass mandates, or, or from being fired from your job for not taking a vaccine. And at that point, I was like, this is like the last straw for me. And after realizing that our state government wasn't going to do anything. Um, we started getting involved in county government. Um, this is where everything starts. It starts at the grassroots. You've got to get involved at the grassroots. And I think this is where I could have made a difference and what was happening in my business and my employees and my family. You know, my freedom and liberty doesn't end where somebody else's fear begins. You know, this is a constitutional right. There was no science behind the mask mandate. There was no science really at all behind what they called a vaccine. And I told the commission uh, in the presence of the health director that was there that if they did this again to us, that I would not comply and that uh, you would have to come and arrest me. That was basically a dictatorship is what our governor did. It affected my family. My mother is in a nursing home. We had Christmas with my mother on cell phones through a window, locked down like it's a prison. It's wrong. And the utter disrespect shown to the people. I mean, you're a public official. You're supposed to be working for the people. And they weren't working for the people. They were working for their own uh, self-interest. They don't care what people want. Over 100 people at this meeting and the officials just don't care. They just don't care. We have to stop blaming each other. We have to start getting up and doing something, even if it's something we've never done before, ever. Christian people, people that call themselves Christians, read history, read the Bible. In the Bible, you'll see God's people over and over and over and over standing up, some of them being at the highest level of civil authority. If, if Christian principles are not being upheld and promoted, then evil will be. So if things are going in the wrong direction, 
the worst thing you could do is see something need to be done and don't do something. We want to speak, we want to talk, but we don't put no actions to our words. I think the time has come where that's not going to work anymore. Somebody has to stand up and stand in the gap. I have five little children. I don't want my children to pay for the iniquities of their fathers. Mm. I don't want my children to pay for the iniquity of their fathers. So they actually ran for, for county commissioner and won. Folks, this needs to happen all across America, which, by the way, is what we're trying to do with our salt and light brigades. By the way, again, how about the six guys? Pull that up there if you could. The six guys who were on my Brideon show yesterday, if you guys didn't get a chance to see that, they did an unbelievable representation of what the salt and light brigade is all about. And I had about six of them on. I had Dave Allison on and Randy on and Chad on and uh, uh, Ray LeBlanc on and and Kevin Van Story on, and Clay Park. I, I probably missed somebody. But they came on, and they talked about what it is that we're trying to do. And ultimately, friends, all politics is local. Alan Zeifer, there's Alan, he was on there. They all did a remarkable job of promoting what it is that we're trying to do, trying to push back against the narrative that we're all wild and crazy guys with guns wanting to overthrow the government. And I just want to salute those guys for the wonderful job that they did there on Brideon. And it might be a good idea if you guys took this and shared this with others, because what we saw is going on with Matt Tuella there in, in, in Wisconsin. We got to do that. We've got to do that everywhere. Local control. Everything's coming back local. We can't, we cannot, we can no longer influence. I'm just, I'm sorry. The only way we're going to influence Washington, D.C. is by influencing Hebron, Ohio. That's the only way that we're going to be able to do it. We have to start local. And so uh, uh, I just, I salute those guys for the wonderful job they did. Guys, I see some of you want to get in there. Hang on a second. I'll make a couple more things. And then then we, uh, then we I'll, I'll move on. By the way, number three, pull that up. This is big. This is big. Mark Houck. Mark Houck. You say who? Yeah, that was the homeschool father of, of eight who was arrested for uh, pushing a, a, a death score. If you guys have ever been to the abortion clinic, you'll know what it's like. Those guys, those escorts, those death escorts are scumbags. They're demonic. They call you names. They swear at you. They throw that stuff at you. They spit at you. And Mark Houck, who was there defending the pre-born, simply pushed one of the guys who was calling his 11, 12, 13-year-old son, calling him names and badgering his, his son. Mark's got, I think, nine children of his own. And so some, one, of these, one of these death escorts was given his, his 12, maybe his 12-year-old son some trouble, and he shoved him, and the guy fell down. And what they do? They charge him with a, with a federal access to clinic entrance crime of up to 10 years in prison for something that isn't even a crime that he didn't even do. And he went into a jury yesterday, and the jury found him not guilty. Boom. In my memory, in my memory, I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't know if it's ever happened. He was found not guilty. First of all, there are there can be no face violation if there's no constitutional right to an abortion. There can't be one. But here's what you better understand. The Biden, demonic Biden administration, I'm sorry, the demonic Obama II administration are after Christians. You better understand it. You better understand it. And Merrick Garland, you, of all the things they could do, bring a federal lawsuit 10 years in prison for pushing back against, pardon my French, some scumbag saying vile things to your son. Going to cost you 10 years in prison? I feel the same way about Bill Dunphy, what they're trying to do to Bill Dunphy. Huh? Oh, yeah, they're, they're after Christians. They're, white, they're, after, they're after white Christians. Sorry, I'm just, you, you can say, call racist if you want to. They're after white evangelical Christians. That's what they're after. What they're after. He won yesterday. It's a great story. Not guilty, not guilty on all charge, two charges. So God bless, God bless, Pat. One more thing, one thing. Uh, no, I don't want to do that, I want to do that. Okay, I'll, I'll shut up, I'll shut up for a minute. Come on in, uh, Angie, quickly, not quickly. Come on in, Angie, I'm opening it up. Good morning. Wow, that's awesome to see what's going on uh, at local levels. And, you know, Coach, I've always been about local levels, especially – with the uh, whole 2020 election thing, because uh, we really began to realize, or people began to realize, that we cannot ever have a fair election again unless we get involved. And I know a lot of people are kind of like, well, I can't do anything, or it doesn't matter, or nothing. But I'm going to be, I am here to bear witness to the effect of local government and how it can, step by step, inch by 
pushing back. And I always tell people, listen, we are given all authority by our Messiah to go in and take these things over and control them. And if you're not exercising it, and if you're not using that power, you're submitting to it. And so unless you are actually getting out of your house and going to your local government meetings and learning how the system works, however evil that system is, you have got to get in there. And even if you go, I know Mel sometimes used to go and pray in the back of the county commissioner's thing. Go and pray prayers over them. You know what I mean? Do something. Get out of your house. Go to your local government meetings. Take authority over them and start making a difference. And we, have people, we have people at the local level. I had a meeting with them last night. We have some things going on at local level where we're going to go in and make a stand coming up at one of our local meetings. Um, and this is how you push back. This is the pushback. But I'm not going to look at my kids later on in life and say, I did nothing. Because I'm not going to say to him uh, 30 years from now, I'm sorry, man. I expected the rapture at any moment. Exactly. (laughs) I I, I never dreamed we'd still be here. Right. Or I had no power over that. That's that's denying what Jesus did on the cross. That's saying I have no power to go in and do this in the system because it's controlled by the enemy. That's crap. And go in under the power of Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed. You go in and you take control and authority and you go be a light. We have authority. Start using it. Amen. 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 I, I, I'm sorry. Isaiah chapter, Isaiah, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Now, I do make fact. Uh, a favor there. Well, you found it. Good. That's not Isaiah. I said it's nine. I don't know where it is. It doesn't matter. Listen, go go to go to our friend, Mr. Webster. Go to Mr. Webster for me real quickly and look up govern. Look up govern. Govern. It's a trend. It's a verb to direct and control all the actions of conduct of men to regulate, to influence, to direct, to control, to restrain. Folks, can somebody tell me, when Jesus Christ he stood and said after his resurrection, all power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. What did he mean? Is, is Jesus Christ not the head of the American government? Are, 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 something wrong with you? By the way, Jesus Christ is head over all governments, even if they don't acknowledge it, like we have here in America, right? He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And he is in control. He regulates, influences, and directs. In fact, what he does, he said, listen, all authority, look at at the bottom, govern, govern, to exercise authority, to administer the laws, the chief magistrate, the street chief magistrate. So to govern means that if he's all powerful and the government will be upon his shoulders, meaning he's the head, we're the body. If the government is upon his shoulders, can somebody tell me why Christians are not in control? I'm listening. They don't show up. They've been told by the pulpit we're not supposed to be. We're not. We're going to go to hell. I'm going back on that one. We're going to go to heaven, not heaven's coming to us. We're going to a kingdom, not a kingdom coming to us. We've got it just backwards, just backwards. And the sooner we wake up and understand this, the less apologizing we're going to have to do to our grandchildren. That's the way I see it. Come on in, Jeff. Coach, here's a little update. Well, school, what I'm doing now. We, uh, you know, I ran for county commissioner about four years ago, and after run again. Run again. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to. Pastor Purcell got that spot. He was a pastor. After he got elected, I went in. And one day I was in there talking to him. And I used that government upon his shoulders. And he said, no, 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 JC. That was Old Testament. I'm like, <laughs> so I had to light into him a little bit in front of the other two. So now I went up Friday because of this, all this going on with the child abuse in our schools. I went to uh, Children's Protective Service Agency and had a meeting with them. Their big poster in there says a child is abused every three seconds. I thought it's more than that what you're doing in the schools. So I had a good <laughs> a good meeting with this lady. She listened to me. She took all the notes. And then I went straight downstairs to the county commissioner's office. And obviously Friday afternoon at four o'clock, they were already gone. So I left note for them to get a hold of me. If they don't call me back this week, I'm going in Thursday in the meeting because I sit in on many a meetings 
when I ran the last time on Thursdays at 10 o'clock. And I told him when I ran, I said, here's the problem in all the debates. I said, you people as county commissioners ought to be leaders in the community, not just bean counters. So I'm going back in this Thursday. If they don't call me, we're going to get it rolling. These people got to step up. Children are being abused. Jeff, you got to run again. You got to be a bean counter. We need guys like Jeff Klein. See, we need to raise up guys like this and then support guys like this. As dirty as politics are, we've got to get involved with it. We have got, that's why, again, I was talking yesterday, had the guys on talking about the salt and light brigades because we're looking for, give men a place to plug in. Oh my God, gets, my frustration level gets so high, so high over the fact that our pastors will not play together and influence. Hey, Angie, down there in Fairfield County, you're knocking your head against the wall down there. Angie, what would happen <laughs> oh, down yeah. there if, if, yeah. if you got 50? What if you got 15 pastors and 15 congregations behind you, Angie? Yeah, what a difference we could make. I mean, if I had 10 pastors and 10 congregations, I mean, you know, what a difference we could make at that local level. But I am encouraged by the regular Christians that are coming out. Like I said, we had a meeting in a small coffee shop last night. There were about 10 of us there, including Jake and Sabrina Warner. And we, they came down and we're strategizing how we're going to be handling some meetings that are be going on this week. And so that's Good. what we do get together, you network, you talk about what's going on, you follow that, find out what you're you're legally allowed to do and what you can do according to bylaws and Robert's Rules of Order, and you've got to know those things. You've got to learn and train yourself on how to do that. But we're going to be going to a meeting this week, and we're going to be at least pushing back, making our voices heard, and they're going to hear us. Hey, man, Julie! Hey, Julie, come in there, because believe it or not, Julie got elected, and on is it this Friday night? Michelle, is it this Friday? Some Friday night here soon. Julie was able to get me in to speak to this group. What what group is that, Julie? Are you out there? It's it's the Perry County group, and it's February the 17th. And I just appreciate you, Coach, coming out because I still believe that they're afraid to go to the local level. We've been going, I've been getting a couple of them going to the meetings. I'm trying to get them on board to get these seats filled because we got to crush the um, enemy. You know, they're, they're, it's little it's little places like Perry County that we can get in there and infiltrate and make a difference. Amen. There are open seats in there, right? There are yep. open seats. Yep. Oh, my goodness. So but God bless Julie. She got me in the door. Can you believe that? They'll stone her when I leave, probably. But she got me in the door and we're going to we're going to lay it out. We're going to lay out uh, um, what we just read there in Isaiah. What is that? I don't know. That's normally right on top of my head. I got like I got a lot going through my brain here. Okay, let me get Jack in here and then Myra in here. And I got I, I got something else I want to lay on the table. Go ahead, Jack. Oh, just to reinforce what Angie said, um, show up, people. You don't have to be a great orator. You don't even have to really uh, have any great knowledge of the law. If you show up, you have no idea who's going to see you there and who's going to acknowledge that I got to get involved here. I got to make a difference. This guy, this guy that really doesn't know anything, he showed up. Yeah, just show up. It just show up. It's, if nothing else, they know you're watching coach. them. It, it makes coach feel, I got some support. It makes me feel, oh, my goodness, there's people behind me. Holy smokes, I can actually say something. Amen. Amen. Do it. Being, being encouraged. I want to show you something before I bring Myra in. Hey, Spencer, pull up her reading this morning. Folks, Myra prays us in before the show every morning. And she picks a scripture and prays us in. And this morning, she picked out King James, Ephesians chapter 4. And I want you to listen to this. Are you, are you looking at me? I know you are. By the way, i got to say this because I watched the replay of the show yesterday. I don't like people who don't look at me. And I notice a lot of time when I do the show that I'm looking up here or looking over here. The reason I do that is because that's my screen. I see what everybody else is looking at, and I see who wants to come in here. So. If you're being distracted because I'm not looking at you, it's because I'm trying to process the show as we're going here, okay? So, sir, bear with me. I hate people who don't look me in the eye. I hate it, okay? So, look, wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor. What? Yeah, you're not excused by your lying and putting up with lying. You're not excused. It's not an excuse. When your neighbor's lying, when your elected officials are lying, it's not an excuse. For we are all members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Folks, look at this. When you do that, you give a place to the devil. Here, listen, listen. 
know what makes me angry? When I go to sleep and I didn't do something I should have done. Don't let your sun go down on your wrath. Nothing wrong with anger, folks. Anger is an emotion that the Lord give you, gave you. In fact, he gets angry sometimes. And he says, if something's ticking you off, don't sin and ignore it. To, for you to know to do good and not to do it, to you it is sin, the scripture says, right? So be angry and do something about it. Don't sin and ignore it. Did anybody ever read the scripture that way? Did anybody ever teach you the scripture that way? Be angry, angry, deal with it. Angry, don't push it to the side. Say, well, it doesn't impact me. It's none of my business. No, no. If you have Holy Spirit anger over something and you don't do something about it, if you know to do good and you don't do it to you, it's sin. Be angry and sin not. Be angry and react. Be angry and do something about it. Amen. Boom. Boom. You won't hear that in your in your Presbyterian church, promise you. So I, I try to do everything I can. Hey, let him that steal, stole, steal no more. <laughs> I'm tired of the anybody tired of the government stealing from you? Jack, you tired of that yet? Anybody sick and tired of them taking your money and giving it to the Ukraine and then burning down egg farms and raising your taxes? Anybody else tired? Anybody else see that as stealing rather than me? I see that as stealing. And it says, let him that steals, steal no more. Or rather, let him let him work, working with his hands. What does government produce? What does government produce? N-O-T-H-I-N-G. That's what government produces Ooh. for me. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Go ahead, Myra. Coach, um, in regard to yesterday's show in Brighton at 11 a.m., what a great show. And I have a Bible verse for the brave man and the Christian man involved in Coach Dave Haddle, Colossians 4, 4 through 6. That I make it manifest as I ought to speak, walking wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how ye ought to answer to every man. And that's seasoned, seasoned with salt, not sugar. Let your speech be always with grace, but seasoned with salt that they may know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you season it with salt. They're going to taste it. They'll get it, right? Because huh? Jesus loves everybody. And why can't we all be friends? Why can't we all get along? Gospel Rodney King. Uh, that, came, that came from the pit of hell, boys and girls. We're in a war. The sooner we understand. I'm going to show you the war. Are you ready? Are you ready? Pull up number one. Pull up number one and play it on 1.5 speed. And I want you to watch this, friends. I want you to watch this. I want you to take this in so that you understand that this battle that we're dealing is the seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. That those who are in positions of authority high up, you call it a conspiracy. Footage I don't know what called. This is real, friends. In fact, you're going to see a woman here caught saying the solution is to get rid of oh yeah oh yeah 1.5 speed please go ahead and play this surface of a top cdc official saying that the elite should get rid of all the whites in the united states and replace them with immigrants to reduce the number of people who refuse vaccines dr carol baker was caught on film describing what she calls a solution during a panel discussion in new york city the solution every study published in the last five years when you look at vaccine refusers i'm not talking about well hesitants most of them we can talk into coming to terms but refusers We'll just get rid of all the whites in the United States. Notably, Baker was appointed chair of the CDC's advisory committee on immunization by Obama's Health and Human Services Secretary, Kathleen Sebelius, in 2009. The Houston doctor was also honored with the Sabin Vaccine Institute's 2019 Albert B. Sabin Gold Medal at a Washington, D.C. ceremony sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Pfizer. Is anybody really surprised that a Bill Gates-connected CDC official is openly suggesting depopulating America of white people who don't cooperate with the elite's vaccine agenda? This is the same Bill Gates who is planning to pump mRNA vaccines into farm animals destined for dinner plates. According to Gates, this will force jab the unvaccinated and solve the issue of vaccine hesitancy. Hang on, free. That. Hang on, folks, you get what he's saying? They're going to vaccinate, they're going to inject this bioweapon into cows and we'll hope you eat it. You understand this? Keep going. 
Well, the Gates Foundation has partnered with Dippet on a great number of things, and uh, among those are, are work we do together on livestock, uh, helping animals survive uh, either by having vaccines or better genetics, uh, helping them be more productive. It's making a big difference. Uh, you know, I was down in Ethiopia seeing how chickens are out there uh, laying more eggs, getting more nutrition, uh, and even some small savings into the household. So uh, Edinburgh happens to be where a lot of the world's best work on this is done, and that's why uh, Dippet and the Gates Foundation are, are funding scientists here. As the globalist elite continue finding it harder to convince humanity to submit to the COVID jabs and endless boosters, they are having to find cunning new ways to force their jabs on us. According to Naomi Wolf, who has dedicated the last few years exposing the evil at the heart of Big Pharma, Pfizer and Moderna are engaged in genocide. They, they killed 16 people. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Slow this down to regular speed. I want you to hear Naomi Wolf. She used to be a lefty. She used to be a lefty. Go ahead. They, they killed 61 people. Um, they let them die of stroke. And half of the stroke adverse events were within 48 hours of injection. And they kept going. Um, they killed five people with liver damage. Half of the liver damage events were within 48 hours. And they kept going. Um, they damaged the the uh, reproductive, the testes. Uh, there's no more polite way to say it, of baby boys and little boys in utero, damaging their ability to reproduce even if they're never vaccinated. They proved it within the Pfizer documents. And they kept going. They destroyed the fertility of women. Um, this is fully documented with these 20 different names in the Pfizer documents for ruining women's menstrual health and health in general. Uh, and now, as Igor Chudoff and Dr. Robert Chandler have, have shown in the most recent Pfizer document by Dr. Ro Robert Chandler, there's a 13 to 20 percent drop in live births in um, European countries around the world. Seed okay, of the serpent. Put that in the chat. You need to watch the whole thing. Seed of the serpent. Seed of the woman. They want to destroy the seed of the woman. How, how, how much more clear can they make it? And when are we going to understand exactly what the heck is going on? Now do this for me, all right? Bring up for me, uh, which one is it? Yeah, bring up number six for me, if you would. Romans 1. It's spelled out for us in Romans chapter 1, verses 17 through 32. And in honor of Joe Silver, I'm going to read it. All right? Are you ready? For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is, is, uh, that's present tense, isn't it, friends? Isn't that present tense? The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and the unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may, may be known of God is obvious. For God hath shown it to them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. You don't have to tell a little boy he's a little boy. You don't have to tell a little girl she's a little girl. You don't have to tell a homosexual man that he shouldn't put his penis in another man's anus. Why? These are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Boom. Because when they knew God, well, they didn't glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful. But they became vain, self-centered in their imaginations. Their mind became self-centered. And when their mind became take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, when their mind became vain and foolish, their heart was darkened. You see the process? You see the progress here? See the progress? They became vain in their imaginations, and their heart got dark. And then, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. <laughs> and they started telling you that boys can be girl, boy, girls, and girls can be boys. And they said, yeah. yeah huh? And what they do? They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man and the birds and four-footed beasts. God just became another one of the creatures. And so God said, okay, he gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts. Remember, their heart got darkened. Remember, their heart got darkened. Why? Because of their vain imaginations. Their hearts got darkened. And so God said, okay, I'll give you up to the uncleanness of your own heart, and you'll dishonor your own bodies between yourselves. And what they do, they change the truth of God into a lie. And they worship and serve man 
rather than God. And for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. Vile affections, not just affections, vile affections. For even the women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Are you seeing it all around us? Folks, it's been happening for a long time. Amen. And for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman. Can somebody tell me the natural use of a woman? I, I think I know what that is. Honey, do you know what that is? Yes, we know what it is. Not leaving the natural use of the woman, they burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men. By the way, many churches are honoring this. I hate to say it. David Arthur would tell you you're born that way. Men working. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They've created something in their own imagination. Their foolish heart became darkened out of the abundance of the heart to mouth speaks. Wow. Men with men working that which is unseemly. I'd say it's unseemly. (laughs) I'd say so. And receiving in themselves. In other words, that's who they become. Because their heart's darkened. And they then believe that God created them to have sex, men with men. Because their hearts, huh? And what's that? They receive themselves the recompense, the payment. That they begin to identify themselves as that. When's the last time you identified yourself as a heterosexual? We don't do that. Why? Because that's normal. It's only those who get whose brains get confused, darkens their heart, and then they become all these foolish stuff, right? And even God did not, re- and they didn't retain God in their knowledge, so God gave them over. <laughs> he said, okay, do what the heck you're going to do. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness. Anybody see any of this in today's culture? Covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperings, backbiters, hater of God, dis- disobedient to parents, proud, inventors of evil things, invent evil things. Yeah. Without understanding, they break covenants. They don't have natural affection. They don't think anything about killing a baby. They're implacable. They're unmerciful. Last verse. Who knowing the judgment of God, talking about us, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but create laws for them to make it legal for them to do it. We're without excuse. We're the ones without excuse. So, goes back to Genesis 1. Pull that up real quickly, and then, then I'll open it up. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. There was void out form, the darkness upon the earth. God said, let there be light. And God saw the light was good. God divided the light from the darkness. Huh? He divided the light from the darkness. He divided right and wrong. He divided right and wrong. <laughs> That's what he did. In all of our minds, we know darkness is black. We know black isn't good. No, you can't see, right? And Boom. He brought order out of chaos, and we're returning back to chaos. Women can be women, women can be men, you can be both. As Megan Kelly said, they can create a hole in a man and call him a woman. And what? We give hearty approval to him, and we pass laws. Why? Because the church has told us that we're not to be judgmental and hateful and bigoted, and they're created that way. God, the, folks, the Bible, the word, here's our problem. We don't believe it. We don't believe the word. The entire Western civilization was built upon Romans 1. And the entire destruction of Western civilization can be found in Romans 1. And it's happened on our watch because they've told us they've cheated on science. They've lied about science. They lie about everything. And the devil is doing what? Trying to destroy the seed. Destroy. It's fruitless have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. And if you're having sex just to have sex, if you're, I'm sorry, sorry, if you take the possibility of procreation out of the sex act, it's nothing but hedonism. It's nothing but hedonism. Chain the truth of God into a lie. Unfruitful works. Janine. What you just read in Genesis 1 uh, mirrors uh, math, uh, uh, John 1. If you could, Spencer, if you could go to John 1 and Coach Reed uh, verses 1 through 5, it mirrors 
you, what you just read perfectly. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness didn't get it. <laughs> Boom! That's the legal system, isn't it? Light shines in in the dark, and dark, the darkness can't get it. Dark, darkness can't get it. Amen. Right? Amen. So, so a father shows up to abort babies, and some freak tries to uh, and swear and cuss at his young son, and he turns around do, and he defends his young son against this guy. I don't have feedback. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, you, you get it, folks. You see it, huh? And the the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend it. That's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. And the idea that see, you oh, you better hear. Oh Lord, I heard that. You better hear me. Modern theology teaches us that darkness is going to conquer light. Hey, Vinny. Boom. Boom. Modern theology teaches you that it's only going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And then eventually darkness will so envelop light that it will have to take us out of it. I don't think that's what the Bible teaches. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, just a little note. We forget that black is not a color. It's the absence of light. Black is not a color. It's merely it's the, absence. the absence of light. So doubling back here, we've got about four minutes left. Doubling back to where we began, why is there so much darkness? Come on, put, put them together. Hey, Angie, why is there so much darkness? No light. Ain't no light. Show and, up. And who did Jesus say was the light of the world? We why? are. That'd be, that'd be you and me, wouldn't it? <laughs> that'd be you and me. And so you show up in the darkness, and why do we know what happens when you show up in darkness? The uh, when the light shows up against dark, darkness hates it. Darkness hates it. Say, so keep that out of here. Keep that out of here. And so you run for central committee and you come in and you want to bring a flashlight in there and they want to put you in a closet. No, 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 no. Don't bring that light in here. Don't bring that light in here. Don't bring that light in here. We hate light. Right? Right? Folks, this is childish. This is second grade Christianity. This is maybe first grade Christianity. And we have been convinced just the other. That to stand up and speak the truth in the darkness, shine light in the darkness is hateful and bigoted and judgmental. We're not supposed to do how, how do we get here? Professing ourselves to be wise, we become fools and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. That's what happened to us. Dale. Because that other part of John 3, 16, 3, 17, right? Because men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, the Bible says it's so logical. So logical, Jeff. No, Jeff, you got your hand up. No. Oh, okay, I got it. I guess the next school board meeting, they're going. The, my, there's rumors they're going to change the rules. The enemy showed up. We got. We pulled him in. Exposed this evil. Now they're threatening. Now you can't let Jeff Klein speak. He's not a resident. Yep. Yep. So I got to take the light in next month and tell them they can't comprehend it. It's going to be good. No, that's right. It's all good. It's all good. And you're not, hey, Jeff, all you do is say I'm a taxpayer. Check my taxes. I pay taxes. I pay taxes. I'm, I'm allowed to come here. Well, uh, Kevin, on. quickly. Kevin, quickly. But they became vain in their imaginations. It's a very key use of the word vain, coach, because it's not talking about vanity. It's talking about producing no result, useless, fruitless, having no, fruitless, having no meaning or likelihood of fulfillment, futile. Don't we see the that idea? Happening? Don't we see the that idea? Today? Yep, Kevin. The idea that a man can have a baby, and that people would believe it, and that the people would believe it, and the government would support it, and not only that, that the government would arrest people who simply stand up for common sense, saying, "No, I'm sorry, a man marries a woman. No, I'm sorry, a baby is allowed to live." Just this, folks. This is common sense stuff. You, you don't even have to be a Christian to believe this, right? You don't even have to. But the reality of it is that somebody's worldview is going to win. Somebody is going to win. We have the clash of two kingdoms right in front of us. And one of those kingdoms is going to win. 
And if we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, we are the only force on the planet that will be able to repel darkness. We are the only one will do it. And if we pull ourselves away from the battle, and I'm going to tell you, darkness will win. But darkness will not prevail. I'm not going to do it. God bless you. See you tomorrow.